Welcome to Vida I Wish I Knew Then, a safe space where modern Latinas share their healing journeys on how to build confidence and are now breaking barriers. I'm your host, Jess, and this podcast will talk about our cultura and speak on topics we wish we knew before, of course, with a little Spanglish twist. Let's get started. Hola, hola, amigas. Welcome to Vida. I wish I knew then. I'm your host, Jess. If you're new to the show, I am so happy we have crossed paths, and I hope that you continue to join us every week. If you are a faithful listener, gracias, amiga, for coming back and for your outpouring of support. Everyone, please grab your cafecitos, aguitas, or glass of wine, and let's get this episode started. As for me, I am having a tea of canela because you may be able to tell, maybe not, but your girl is a little under the weather, my voice is a little sensitive, and I haven't been feeling well all this week, crossing my fingers that I get over this already because it's been quite a while already. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? I truly hope that your Thanksgiving went well, whether if it was small and intimate or filled with family, crazy laughters, music, um, games. I know some of my families, uh, some of my friends' families go all out and it just truly makes me really happy. My Thanksgiving actually turned out to be a day of party hopping with my husband and my youngest son. Initially, we were just going to stay home due to, you know, again, us feeling uh, a little sick. But, you know, when we called the family, they're like, no, 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 no. You guys have to make an effort to come come over. So según nosotros, we were just going to be out for a little bit. Y pues, we ended up enjoying the whole day out. Uh, first, eh, we were at my mother-in-law's where it was a little earlier, chill and traditional. And then we went over to my mom's place where it was more about find a place to sit and and we, after, like like many other families, right, we shared memories from our childhood. My, my sister was there. My cousin was there. It was good times, both with different buys, but perfect in their own little way. And we ended up coming home like around 10 or 11 o'clock. Luckily, uh, both homes were very close to ours. And if you're going to ask me if I eat twice, yes. Amiga. I ate twice, but in my defense, it was lunch and dinner. Uh, so anyways, reflecting on these gatherings, I appreciated the power of connection. Just talking to my sister, to my cousins, um, and just my, my husband's family just brought me a lot of comfort in knowing that I appreciate the power of these connections, much like the one that we share here every week. In a world with so many ways that you can spend your time, you choose to be here with me. And for that, amiga, I am so thankful. Now, talking a little bit about the episode, we're going to explore the profound influence of your thoughts and how your thoughts and your voice uh, can make a difference. But there, of course, there's always that obstacle that we need to break through those limited beliefs, right? So many of us have grown up with um, uh, with the culture of staying quiet for the peace. 
piece. But before I dive in a little bit deeper on that, I just want to give you a quick little backstory. I had outlined an episode before the holiday, but when it came to when it came time to record it, I couldn't get myself to do it. Me sentía un poco triste, confused. I felt like I was faking something. I was faking to be happy, but really I wasn't. And then I started like, why am I feeling sad? No sabía por qué these thoughts were going through my mind. And as the day progressed, it just got later and later. And then I decided not to throw a last minute episode to my editor during the holiday because Nicolas, I appreciate you too. And everything that you did to help me with my podcast and making me sound the way that I do. So gracias. So during that week on Instagram, I opened up about my anxiety I experienced while I was planning my youngest son's Ezra's birthday party. I was doing, um, I was planning a last minute birthday party uh, for my toddler because he really wanted one. So the process of event planning usually triggers a lot of anxiety in me, particularly for the fear that no one's going to show up, which the crazy thing is that this has never actually happened happened to me. Every time I have parties, they always end up being uh, a good turnout. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know why this fear comes in. Uh, and then I concluded that it could probably be a trigger for no one being able to attend my birthday party since I was born the day after Christmas. So a lot of people are on vacation. A lot of people are out of town. And pues, this little baby that was born after Christmas, you know, God gave me me the blessing to share his birthday with me. <laughs> okay, I'll stop there. I'll stop. stop. Anyways, that's the only thing that I could tell myself to comfort myself that people are out of town over the holidays. And I totally get it. You guys have all the rights to enjoy your free time with your families. Um, fun fact, I actually shared this over uh, on my Instagram as well. Um, I actually had my quinceañera in the month of May for the same reason, because we didn't want to worry about people being out of town. Uh, so I decided to have it when I was about 15 years and a half. And um, yeah, it, which my container was also a great turnout. So again, I don't know where this anxiety comes in. I don't know if it goes back to my wedding, the day that my dad didn't show up to my party, uh, to my wedding. I don't know. But even after acknowledging these feelings and successfully hosting a great trash truck party for my toddler, which by the way, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to everyone that helped me because uh, it was supposed to rain and it we got through the party and as soon as Ezra opened his gifts, we, maybe this is why I'm sick. It started pouring. It, it rained. So thank you to everyone that helped me clean up and also a quick shout out to my mama. Mama, she, she went out of her way to unlock another lifetime memory uh, for Ezra by making his trash truck piñata from scratch. She actually did a piñata for me when I was around his age and I vividly remember everything from the moment she was putting the piñata together to the moment that we broke it. Uh, so again, thank you mom for 
for going above and beyond for Ezra. Anyways, I always go sideways on my conversation. So, um, so that, I, that anxiety kept persisting, right? I, I was feeling so much anxiety, um, before and even after Ezra's party and it, everything came out perfect. And this anxiety kept lingering. So I made time to sit my little booty down and I started reflecting. I did this by journaling. I gave myself compassion. Um, I even like did meditation. I did meditation in the shower. Um, I just kept asking myself, even when I was driving, what is going on, Jess? This self-reflection allowed me to identify my triggers and break the cycle, right? Break. I, I know this always been my mission ever since I was introduced to uh, therapy, breaking that cycle of pushing my feelings aside. I realized that I was feeling guilty for celebrating my baby and his five years alive and how I was going to go throw this party and I was worrying about the little things of life. I was feeling guilty for squeezing my baby a little tighter. And you're probably asking, why would you feel guilty about that? Yeah, it was a strange guilt. And I found myself feeling guilty for feeling guilty. I couldn't balance my emotions. And while I was cleaning, I even asked my husband, is this what I am feeling wrong? Because you want to appreciate your family. You want to love your family. But why was I feeling guilty? And of course, it had to do with the war. The war was affecting me. And I had been avoiding all the disturbing news. Seeking guidance, I went online to pick up a few tips and tricks on how I can control myself while waiting to book a session for my therapy because I was like, okay, this is not normal. Some of the advice that I found suggested that I limit the time I was spending on consuming news about the war. So then I unfollowed all these um, news social media handles, like, I don't know, like Channel 7, Channel 11, anything Fox, ABC News. I unfollow all of that. However, as I try to follow this advice, my my anxiety just got worse. And then I came across this other advice that said developing a sense of compassion to increase resilience. And I thought about it. What does this really mean? And what I took from it is that it's the concept that by expanding my heart to the true humanness of others, I could transform my feeling. Cultivating compassion would not only broaden my horizons, but also connect me with the larger concept of myself. And I did that. And it gave me a little bit more sense of relief. I feel like this is where advocacy comes in. This is where people passionately advocate for others. So then I decided to go the opposite direction of the initial advice to limit the news consumption. And I took a different route. I took a different approach. I didn't want to run away from reality anymore because obviously it was affecting me being uh, not knowing anything of what, what was happening. I started following independent reporters who are in the middle of the war. I took the initiative to remove the blindfold and see what I did not want to see. This decision let me cry for strangers more than I ever had in my entire life. I was going to bed in tears and I I started praying more and more every night to give comfort to these individuals, to give them safety, to give them something. It was a new experience for me. One that made me realize that such horrific 
actions that often occur in other parts of the world. And I had never made an effort to educate myself and witness the actual atrocities happening as if I were there, thanks to these reporters. Completely different experience from Western news. Like I stated on Instagram, the old me would have stayed silent and avoided all news in general, right? Staying quiet brings peace, quotation marks. Now I believe in the power of our voices. Just seeing celebrities losing their jobs because they are expressing their feelings gave me a whole nother perspective. One voice is strong, but together we're a force. So if your heart urges you, friend, to speak out and stand up for others, follow your heart because you will see that others stand with you. In one of my episodes here on my podcast called The Strength of Sisterhood, I shared my high school senior speech declaring my intent to make a difference. If I remember correctly, um, I say, I will make an effort to change the world. Sweating and feeling like my legs are dancing to the cha-cha-cha, I will say it from heart and I am going to keep it real. I am doing my hardest to live up to that freaking bold-ass declaration. No sé cómo le vamos a hacer, but I am throwing in my own little grain of salt poco a poquito. My upbringing and the limited beliefs surrounding my voice were deeply rooted in phrases like, pues que se va a hacer? Well, what can be done? Pues así es la cosa. Well, that's just how things are. And the classic, no te metas en esas cosas. And the annoying phrase that drives me bonkers, calladita te ves más bonita. Why? Why? But I can't help but wonder if my inner worth were a little stronger, what actions would I take? Why do I care so deeply about what's happening across the world for me and just being grateful that it's not happening to us? The simple answer is I'm human friends and somehow I feel the pain of others and it breaks me. Is this a curse? Feeling the pain of others, I'm urged to use my voice for peace. My platform, meaning my podcast and my Instagram, might be small. It might be small, but even the smallest can spark change. My commitment is fueled by love and compassion as a mother. My empathy for the pain of others is not a curse. It's a testament to my humanity. So here is where I want to encourage you to use your voice, amiga. I want to encourage you to use your voice for what whatever your heart desires and to fearlessly fight for what you believe it's right. I'm not just talking about what's going on on the other side of the world. And with that being said, I want to ask you a question. What do you believe in that doesn't often make it to your conversations? What's that idea, the passion, that strong belief that you might be holding back? What is that one thing that you wish you could have said it and you didn't? And at the end of the day, it's just bugging you. Sometimes it's the things closest to our hearts that we keep tucked away. But you know what? Those are often the very things that can spark the most powerful conversations and connections and even make a change in someone else's life. It's time to give that belief a voice, amiga. I know, I know it could be scary and I get it, but being scared is part of the deal. I've been there too. Those moments when your legs are trembling and your voice is doing its own thing, cracking and all, is all all part of the journey, amiga. But you know what? Those nerve-wracking moments often proceed to be some of the most powerful and transformative experiences. Embrace the fear, let those legs tremble if they want to, and let that voice crack if it needs to. It's a sign that you're pushing your boundaries 
stepping into unknown territory, and that's where the real growth happens. So don't let that fear hold you back, and instead, let it be the fuel that propels you forward. You got this, amiga. Girl, I've had some trembling legs, arms, and jaw when dropping most of my solo episodes, but guess what? Those usually hit home for most of you. Your voice has the power to make a difference, and your courage can inspire others. So with that being said, I want to give you seven little tips for overcoming fear and embracing the power of your voice. Numero uno, acknowledge the fear. Accept that 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 is the first step towards the change. Acknowledging fear allows you to confront it rather than avoiding avoiding it and then at the end of the day, haunting you. Numero dos, remember the purpose. Keeping your focus on the purpose. Why is it that you are voicing your voice? Behind your message, there is a great motivator. It helps you prioritize what truly matters and pushes you to overcome those obstacles. Numero tres, embrace vulnerability. Vulnerability fosters authenticity and connection. When you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you invite others to relate to you on a more personal level. Numero cuatro, view fear as a catalyst. Transforming fear into a driving force for growth is a powerful mindset shift. It reframes fear as a signal of progress rather than an obstacle. Numero cinco, practice mindfulness. Mindfulness techniques such as deep breathing, meditating, exercising can help you ground yourself in the present moment. This could be instrumental in calming those nerves and maintaining your composure. Numero seis, celebrate past successes. Reflecting on past wins builds confidence. Recognizing your ability to overcome fear in the past reinforces your capacity to do something in the present and in the future. For me, celebrating past successes means having the courage to finally have a podcast and use my voice. Finally, being able to release absent father episode and express my emotions. Finally, being able to post a, f- a post on my Instagram about my feelings in regards to the war. Numero siete, visualize success. Visualization is a potent tool for building confidence. It helps create a positive mental image of success, making it more likely to manifest in reality. Almost like a mood board or a vision board. Girl, I will tell you that you are simply making space at the table for yourself. And it's the most empowering thing you can experience. It reinforces the idea that your voice and advocacy are honestly valuable contributions to the larger conversation. And with that being said, Spotify actually released their um, their stats. And here's a little sum sum that I would like to celebrate with you all because you have allowed me to share my voice with you. Um, so just a quick reminder, this podcast was actually launched at the end of April. So this podcast first episode, I believe that it was released the first week of May of this year. And some of those stats show that 77 of you, I am on your top 10 playlist. Friends, oh my God, you don't know what this means. And 
let me keep going. Let me keep going. Fifty-six of you, I am on your top five playlist, and seventeen of you, I am your number one friends. I could cry. Thank you so much. De todo corazón. This may not be a lot compared to other podcasters, but if I can use more fingers than than I have in my hands, that means the whole world to me. And I don't know. I just want to say thank you so much. I hope that my episodes are resonating with you because los hago con mucho amor. And I hope that they inspire you to take action for whatever you are desiring. And that is it for today, amigas. If you enjoy this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on social media to reach more modern Latinas like yourself, and don't forget to tag me. It's been a wonderful journey being on here with you all, and I hope that this episode inspires you to use your voice out loud. I can't wait to hear how many new podcast ideas spark from this. If you have been wanting to create a podcast and use your voice, take this as your sign. Adios, las quiero mucho. Thank you again for tuning in to Vida I Wish I Knew Then. I appreciate your support and hope to continue providing valuable insights and inspiration. I invite you to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Your reviews will help this podcast reach more modern Latinas like yourself who are on a mission to break through barriers. Also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Vida underscore with underscore Jess to stay updated on the latest episodes and behind-the-scenes content. Recuerda, we're all on a journey of growth and self-discovery, and we're here to support each other. Las quiero mucho.